Hello and welcome to episode 142 of Checkpoint Chat. As always, my name is Alessandro Barbosa and I'm joined by Matthew Figuera. Episode 142. Can you believe it? We made it. Don't sound so sad we, about it. Can we call this the birthday extravaganza finale special? <laughs> well, it's not the podcast know, birthday. It's not I your know, birthday. It's, it's your birthday. It was, it was your birthday. Was but my you know birthday what? yesterday. So what's today? Saturday was your birthday on Friday. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. this episode's coming out on a Monday. You took mm-hmm. the Monday off because tomorrow's a public holiday. You're a smart person. And you've, did you? you uh, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I initially had, I was going to take these two weeks off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it is weird because I, so I, I'm in the fortunate position where I've got left. Wait, you're going to take the two weeks off? I was going to take two weeks off. Oh, okay. So I'm in the fortunate position where I have leftover leave from last year. And it's like, you have to take it else. The, my company doesn't pay out. It's like, you'll just lose it. So huh? it's like, oh, right. Okay. I was going to be like, how do you have leftover leave from so last year when you got married? And I'm like, wait, no, no, was the year before. Yeah, last Fuck. year's a blur, right? <laughs> mm, last year's a real blur. So I'm sitting on the spare leave. And then like in January or February, I was like, I'll probably take it over April, that public holiday or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then time just slipped away. Come beginning of April, it's like, oh, shit, I need to put this leave in. So I put it in. And then I was like, okay, but we haven't planned anything. Like I'm very happy to just chill at home, but it would be nice to go away, even just somewhere locally, like the Drakensberg or somewhere. Okay. Hadn't planned hadn't planned a thing. And then Lens was also up to a neck in work. So I was like, uh, I'm actually just gonna cancel this leave and move it out to like June when we actually have time. That's fair. So yeah, I, fair. I did I had every intention to have this long weekend and beyond, but I have since cancelled it. You know? See, I, I'm Life like happens. a lot of the leave I take is like I'm just going to grow roots and a potato on my couch. So I mean, I have every intention to do that for at least a week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, got to catch up on Be- become no. one one with my couch, no. one with my video games. <laughs> no, catch up on the, all those games I just never play. You know, put Ex- more time into Monster Hunter. Yeah, some, yeah, just put put another eighty hours know? into Monster Hunter. Easy. I mean, I can't believe that. <laughs> I yeah, can't believe you played so many hours of Monster Hunter already. It's just like, to me, I just can't fathom it. It's really And can insane. I tell you, at no point have I thought, yeah, I need to stop playing or like I've, I'm bored of this. I'm like, yeah, maybe because I'm still in the process of, you know, doing the light bow gun. I'm like, maybe when I'm done with this, I'll move on to another weapon. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. just maybe I'll just play another sixty rinse, hours with uh, rinse with and the, repeat. No, now that blade. you've got now that you've got eighty hours into it, now you need to um get real cozy with that insect lathe. That's the real. <gasps> I that's have a the monster hunter weapon. I have a friend who plays with it, and he just flip flops all over the monster. I'm like, you look real cool, but uh... <laughs> does he look like a fish? <laughs> no, <laughs> sincerely hope. <not. laughs> that, 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 we- that weapon is so much style and substance. <laughs> it's so good. But you joke, you know that there, is, there are fish weapons in the game. They like literally <gasps> look like a fish. <laughs> well, the, you did show me a, uh, was it a longsword that looked like a dog? No, or, it, was a, it was a light bow gun. It's like light literally, bow gun that literally like a, a dog. dog. <laughs> so, I mean, if they have that, I can imagine there's a, what, what, what class of weapon is the fish? I have no idea. It's, it's probably just a weapon tree, probably modeled after fish because this Good game Lord. takes its, you know, it's weapons literally sometimes. Is there is there a Palico <laughs> weapon? There must be. 
I mean, there's a dog weapon. Yeah, so, so it must be a cat must one, be unless something. the developers hate cats. Which I mean, I need to share a screenshot of my Palico, which I actually forgot about. I found a a set. I can't remember which monster, it's, you know, which parts you need. Mm-hmm. But my cat is wearing a sombrero, <gasps> uh, a pair of sunglasses, and a fake mustache. Ole, <laughs> amazing! It is and, so funny, and, and it's a weapon, a small guitar. I shit you not. <laughs> It's That's Capcom good. taking the piss. It's too good. Hundred yeah. percent Capcom taking the piss. That is amazing. It. Yeah. Oh, I want. I, I I just want to see that cat and hear it go meow like just once <laughs> and like strum the guitar. Le meow. Le meow. Exactly. Oh, yeah, but God. what what are your what are your plans for the long weekend? I mean, it'll be over by the time people hear this. But mm, mm. What, well, what are you doing? It, it's actually. I'm I'm glad that it is a long weekend because it's a busy one as well. Like uh, today got um like a lunch for shani's grandmother because it's her birthday and then oh, tomorrow damn. i'm going to my parents to have like a lunch for like a belated lunch for my birthday so it's like all these things that you know are great they're nice chill things but they break up the day they don't let you yeah. just like um absolutely do nothing so i'm glad mm. that i've monday and tuesday uh to do well maybe monday we'll do something for you know shani and i are both off because we both took leave so we'll do something but Nice. Um, you know, we'll we'll see. Uh, I mostly planning to just play a few more games because the past few weeks have been so busy. I haven't yeah. really gotten to to stuff. Um, and I bought a, a an Xbox yesterday. So oh, you get your Xbox? Mm, mm. Nice. Well, it arrived. So I ordered one. I I signed up to so many like wait lists. Um, yeah. Because I'd I'd heard that we were going to get very limited stock uh, at the end of April, and then the next shipment was early in June. So I was like, oh, oh shit, I need to try. So I signed up everywhere, and the only place that seemed to be getting stock end of April was BT Games, which I haven't like oh. <laughs> purchased from in maybe a decade. Shit. Um, so yeah, it went up on their website. I ordered it, and then a week later, I was like, oh, it's ready. So oh, that's I cool. Nice. Went and popped into a store. Or for the first time in 10 years, maybe, and picked up his Xbox. And <laughs> 10 even years? S- yeah, I Jesus. haven't been to one in in literal ages. Um, My God. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I haven't even um, I haven't even set it up. It's just chilling on my table still. So, nice. Yeah. What are you going to play on Game Pass? Mm. I don't know. I'm just going to abuse my internet <laughs> first. I'm just going to like look at it. ready like, up like mm. 50 games. I even I even bought one of those, my latest order from Amazon, I bought one of the SSD uh, thingies. The expansion drives. So you're, I'm going to I'm gonna go ham on that game pass. I did oh see God. that this week uh, Titanfall 2 got a 120 FPS update on Xbox One. So kind of want to try that. <gasps> yeah. That game, yeah. real good. Did you it's you played time. the single player, right? I played it. Yeah, I played it. I, I played it last year. I was yeah, very yeah, late. I to remember the party, it was quite so. recent. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, Darren Darren's is playing it playing for the first it, yeah. time. Yeah, and he's loving it. Uh, yeah, I I actually kind of want to check out because uh, Apex got a new mode this week, and oh, it's like oh, a, there's a Titan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's called <laughs> Arena or something. Um, and I think it's gonna be more like. You know, it's kind kind of more like Titanfall's multiplayer as opposed to Apex's, so mm. I kind of want to check that out. Um, yeah, nice. 
I'm just sorry, looking at the fact that for those of you who are watching on YouTube, our cameras are facing away. We're not facing each other. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we haven't tried. We haven't figured that out yet. The option is grayed out, and I was like, I don't have time to problem solve this right now. <laughs> so you can watch me watching Alessandra right now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm watching. It looks like I'm watching the ceiling. There's an interesting <clears throat> bug up there. We'll just reach, reach through my screen here. <laughs> Let's see if we can do a Amazing. high five. Wow. <laughs> this is like <laughs> the most uncoordinated high five ever. <laughs> Did you? I, I wonder if I ever showed you that video, but there was... um. Uh, you know, Game uh, GameSpot runs a, a podcast as well called After Dark, and um, two of the hosts there, Tamur Hussein and Lucy James, they were next to each other on the like you know the camera view, yeah. and I have no idea if it was scripted. Um, I don't know because it seems like it was, but like it was too good. Also, like so well coordinated, I yeah. think it was an accident, but basically. Lucy had like a drink of water and she went to put it down like this. And as it went out of frame, Tam had picked oh. up his canister and it looked like they just transferred. It was it was Amazing. like so fucking perfectly timed. It was one day. I, I, we'll I, I want to be as good as that, you know. Well, we just need really to get cool. the camera angles right, you know, to actually coordinate such a thing. Yeah. Yeah. One day. Exactly. One day. There's also this yeah. great uh, gag uh, Giant Bomb did <laughs> ages ago at E3. Um, they had like a whole panel and uh, two of the hosts, um, Austin Walker and Dan Reichert, like they just had this gag running between all of them uh, throughout the show where they would they would like give each other random things like on camera when they weren't talking and then just like have this like completely silent like bit and then just stop. So like one time <laughs> I, think, I think Dan Reichert brought up like a whole pie and he like gave it to Austin and Austin's like, no, it's okay. And he like takes it down. Like, <laughs> but like they aren't even talking. Someone else is talking oh, about a game and they're just doing this bit amazing. in the background. It's so funny. It's so, that's so great. Funny. So yeah, oh that's God. you know, that's the future that we aspire that's to. That's us, yeah. We we we're aiming for that. Do you, you think know? we'll ever record in person again? I I mean, I don't see a need to be in touch. <laughs> this is honest. just so convenient mm. to just mm -hmm. roll out of bed and appear. Especially <laughs> I mean I mean, hey, you, you, do live a lot you used to drive now. all the way to me, which is like, fuck, that that was a long drive every weekend. Um, but now I also live a lot closer. So Yeah. I, I don't know. Look, I'm I'm not against it, but I'm also like it doesn't yeah, seem there would necessary. need to be like a real need, you know what yeah. I mean? Like what would we benefit from by doing that? I, and I don't know how we would do video. Yeah, together. it would actually be more challenging that, to do that. That would actually require like a proper little studio setup. And even that would be... And we'd need a, a proper mean, camera. The webcam totally wouldn't yeah, be Yeah, the webcam. Suitable. Yeah, and it would be like a weird angle. <laughs> unless you unless you set up like two webcams <laughs> on the side <laughs> it looks of each like, other. It looks but, like this, but we're next to each other. But I, I, I don't even know if uh, a PC <laughs> can take two feeds from a webcam at once. I don't think so. Just like it can't take two USB mics at once without That's, a lot of fiddling. So We can we can do that and then it'll it'll be broken up exactly like this. You know, it looks like we are own separate things. Mm. I'll take a sip of my water and I'll pass it <laughs> off camera and you'll pick it up at the same time. People are like, wow. And it'll be incredible. <laughs> how do they They're like, how do they time that? <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> oh, God. I, it might actually be worth it just for that. <laughs> it's a lot of effort for one <laughs> yeah I mean, and then we go back to doing remote Hectic. recordings that's it like that's um, it yeah 
This checkpoint chat, we talk about passing water in video games. Um, <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> it does sound terrible. <laughs> At least we're passing water and not gas. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm not going to go down, down that, don't, that, don't, thought, don't that, do that, that thought hole. I'm don't do it. <laughs> well, there's your, yeah. there's your episode uh, uh, title, Thought Holes. Thought, just, oh my just, God. just let that swim around in your brain for a little bit. Thought holes, I hate it. I, I hate, hate it, so it as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just games. like last Sometimes. week, I haven't been playing many games, uh, but thankfully I'm not playing a game from 1996 anymore. We've both been playing a game from 2021. Fuck, that sounds weird. Um, and one that's not actually out yet for a change. Yeah, so uh, if you didn't see it shared on our social channels earlier this week, we've both been playing the latest PlayStation 5 exclusive Returnal. Uh, we yes. have a whole video, like a half an hour video with footage up on YouTube if you want to go check that out. Mm -hmm. uh, but considering this comes out on Monday and the review embargo will not have lifted by then yet, uh, we are still only limited to being able to talk about the first Some two stuff, biomes. Yeah. yeah, And we can't make any conclusions on the game yet, uh, put it mm. that way. I mean, we don't fucking score games here anyway, but like, <laughs> I, I guess I just have to put it out there being like, this is not a review because yeah. we haven't played the whole thing. This is purely gonna, a preview. I'm going to come out and say 10 out of 10. Best game I've been. I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> guess we're being sued. This has been Checkpoint Chat episode 142. <laughs> no, it's, um, yeah, just to reiterate that it's just, these are like literally impressions of mm. the first few hours. Well, our video was after an hour of the game mm. and we've I've since played, played a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, also, the code was supplied by Gamefinity, who distribute for PlayStation South Africa. So, mm -hmm. getting that disclosure out of the way. Um, mm -hmm. This game's good. <laughs> I'm really liking this game so far. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, so just a quick like housekeeping thing on it. Returnal is a third person third person action game um, developed by Housemark, and if they sound familiar, they should. They made Resogun, probably the best PS4 uh, launch title. They made Next Machina. They've made uh, Super Stardust Delta. Um, lots of arcade shooters. Um, mm. They've dabbled in other games as well, but I find their best games have been their arcade shooters. A lot of people yeah. like Dead Nation and Alienation. I wasn't super into those. Resogun, very into that. And Next Machina is like fucking incredible. So... Um, yeah, this it's, is yeah. It's, it's just a lot that. like this that. is something. Yeah, it's yeah. It's got similarities, but this is a third-person shooter, which I don't think they've done before. Um, yeah, I I know they were developing a um, battle royale called Storm Divers. What that, that I think got into a beta phase before it was canned. Um, uh, hectic. And I and I think you know, looking back, maybe the best decision because they canned that and moved on to this. To this, yeah, good and timing. Th this almost feels like, you know, this needs to do well for them. Um, you know, I don't know their financial situation, but it seemed like I remember when they moved on to Storm Divers, they were like arcade shooters are just not selling as, as well as they had hoped anymore. Mm. So, you know, I feel like Returnal is their first big uh, foray into something very new, and it really needs to hit. And I think so far. Uh, it's hitting all the right notes for me. Yeah, in the op opening hours, I think it sets 
it's got that that good fast-paced action and it feels just like a solid experience it, it feels good to play um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so I, I don't know if you want to dive into to some details around the game or yeah what? so i mean at its core it is a rogue like um oh sorry rogue rogue light yeah, yeah sorry apologies so if you think hades you think uh dead cells um just two really good examples of good roguelites uh over the you know recent years uh it's a lot like that and in a way a lot like hades because it kind of it, it kind of in, in envelops like a story within its uh loops so yeah. the main character celine is completely aware of the the like groundhog day loop she is stuck in um just like um what is Hades' protagonist? Oh, Z- Zagreus. Zagreus, that's the one. Well, uh, just like Zagreus was aware of it. Like, you know, he would die and be like, well, fuck, I'm back here. Back, like Celine, back, yeah. Celine is, it, like, it's less comedic in a way, but Celine's like, Jesus, mm. I really need to break this loop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I really like, I don't know if it's complete coincidence or trend, but I like this idea of roguelites getting stories that, Mm. really understand their gameplay in the context of the story they're trying to tell. So yeah, that's cool so far. The story itself is, I think it's more more sparse and breadcrumb than Hades so far. Like yeah. you're not getting as many shots uh, every loop. And I guess that's because Celine is the only talking character, at mm. least the one, the only one I've met so far, um, as opposed to, you know, Zagreus being able to talk it's to... Surrounded by like a whole cast of people. Yeah, like when you finished a run in Hades, you'd have all these people to talk to. Like that's not the case in, in um, Returnal. So, yeah, and if, even in Hades, you when you're getting boons, you're getting like snippets of dialogue mm. from each god. Whereas yeah. in uh, Returnal, you're literally just picking up some audio logs from Celine. So, Which is kind of a cool thing, like hearing mm. her voice from a previous loop and then like her trying to decipher what's kind of happening in the context like is that her past or is it actually a future because like if you're stuck in this loop what is what is time yeah what is the concept of linear time can you presume that everything you're coming across is from the past you know what i mean so that's kind of cool that they they make that very clear like you have no real idea whereabouts in this loop you Mm. are uh, and there's and there's weird things on this alien planet. Like you come across things that should not be there, um, and real like narrative set piece moments mm. um, that make it seem like there's a there's some weird mystery underneath this all there's outside a hell of, of a just mystery. like yeah. you're on a weird planet and shit is weird. You know, there's something else going on here, yeah. which I'm keen to get to the bottom of. Yeah, I mean, and that's it's interesting because I think maybe it, like you said, maybe it is just coincidence. Because you can't tell me that Housemark saw Hades and went, huh, maybe we should just put a narrative <laughs> into mm. our roguelite. Yeah, like, yeah this you game can't, just, is, uh, can't just shove that in there, you know? No, I mean? this game is like built on the story because you're obviously chipping away at some narrative, digging deeper, trying to figure out why is, you know, what what is the deal with this planet? Why is Celine stuck on this planet? Yeah. And like that really forms an integral part of the, the game because mm. you're doing every run to try you know, figure out what the hell's going on. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, I just, aside from Returnal, I like this aspect in Roguelites. I think it's just gives 
these sorts of games a I don't know an extra dimension. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with like I always go back to Dead Souls as an example, but like you do a couple of runs and it feels like you've seen all the story that you need to see and like that's that. Uh, Hades, you like incentivize to keep going because you're constantly unlocking new dialogue and seeing things unfold, whatever. And with Returnal, it just feels a hell of a lot more, not more compelling, but I have more agency to do runs because there's like a big mystery. Hades was very much like, hey, you want to get out of hell. And like, that's that, yes, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's like, well, why am I stuck here? These audio logs I'm picking up, like you said, are they from the past (laughs) are they from the future like what is the big mystery going on here and it's just compelling it's like like, you know the the game is trying to trick you into that it's like trying to tell you don't don't uh, take everything for granted don't you know take this this uh audio log as a indication of the past you know what i mean yeah um it's really cool i think the the story elements of the game are are really cool and and the vibe of it, I saw a lot of people, you know, it seems like a lot of people have code and they put out their impressions. And a lot of people have compared the vibe to kind of like Alien or Prometheus. Yeah, it's very much, yeah. Mm, like, like you're foreign, on this planet place, and yeah. the flora and the fauna is really out to get you. But it's like, it's weird. There's like ruins, like technologically powered ruins, you know what I mean? So it's, mm. it does have this vibe of like, old ancient civilization that you're kind of like peeling away through each other. Yeah. Um, but all of that is in service of its gameplay, which I think is its strongest aspect. It's, it's yeah, it's so fast. My God, the action is so fast. Mm. And you know, it's addictive. <laughs> it's really good. I mean, I mean, if you've played yeah. a house mark game, it is a, I think first and foremost, still an arcade shooter. Yeah. Like you've got oh, yeah. the big like it's uh, not slow-moving a... projectiles and blob jewels and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's not no like it's no no cover based shooting, Mm-mm. basically. It's like you you have to constantly move because if you stay still you will die. Um and yeah, like like you've said, it's it's got that signature house mark. It's a bullet hell, ultimately, just from a third person perspective. Where, which is quite interesting, actually. Yeah, which yeah. it uh, look, uh, games like this do exist, obviously. Mm. Uh, but I can't say I've played a third-person roguelite that has, you know, these sorts of traits. Where, like, if you fight a boss, it's 100% you chipping away at this massive health bar all the while dancing around <laughs> so many bullets. I mean, the the last game I played that this this game very much reminds me of Fury. I don't know if I don't think. Oh, you, you see, it. I haven't played it yet. Yeah. So, but it's very that game is just a boss rush game. But the mm. bosses are this, where it's literally you're just dodging the shit out of a whole lot of projectiles and chipping away at their health. And mm-hmm. it just it's interesting doing it from a third person point of view because like it's not a Fury is more like top down, <laughs> isn't like, it? Or? Yeah, Fury is yeah Fury is top down, but this is it's like a asymmetric view, I guess. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um. This is very much a third person, uh, a 3D environment. And it's like, well, you've got depth and height and width to worry about. <laughs> yeah. And those enemies There's a make lot going use on. of it. My God. Yeah. The amount of times like you are, you're up against, at least in the early areas, enemies that um, can kind of crawl up walls and get to new places if they want to. And then flying enemies that do different types of damage to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like the 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 combat arenas can get really frantic really quickly, 
I like um, those combat arenas. It's it's really good. Like mm. it, you know what it reminds me of um, to a small degree is near near Automata because yeah. there are points there where you fight enemies where they send projectiles at you. But mm. Returnal is like a couple of steps above the sort of chaos that near um, induced. So mm. it's like take that concept and just ratchet it up. Yeah. And it's you know I think why it works so well is because you're given abilities to counteract the the fast combat in good ways like you've got a really good uh, dodge that you can mm. use in any direction and it's got a suitably small cooldown mm. um your sprint is really fast like extremely it's fast it's super fast yeah it's like you know when you need to get home to the bathroom type of fast <laughs> like that's how you are running um, you need to get home fast and suddenly you're Hussein Bolt yeah exactly yeah Hussein Bolt with rocket shoes or something like yeah. that it, it's ridiculously Worth a dash. fast. <laughs> um, you've got a great uh, like jetpack jump uh, that gives you ample, you know, vertical height. So mm. you've got all these abilities that can counteract enemies, and you start, you know, adding to that arsenal. You get like a melee attack, which is really fun. Um, you you only get to have one weapon at a time, which is an interesting design choice, mm. I think. Um, so whenever you come across a new weapon, you have to consider like, okay. I'm swapping out an assault rifle for a shotgun, you know, mm-hmm. and that will be the choice I've made for the next couple of areas. Uh, yeah. And each weapon has its own. It's like you can have two weapons that are the same level, but different stats. So mm-hmm. you can decide what you want to um, focus on. And each weapon also has a unique trait that you unlock through like weapon proficiency stuff. So mm-hmm. there's a, I mean, there's a lot of systems there's, there's, going on here. There's a like, lot going on here. I feel like last night is. So I've played what like five hours now. I'd say I'd say last night I, I like finally wrapped my head around everything. Like mm. I get, I know what weapon proficiency is, for example. I know mm. what obelite is. I think that's how you pronounce it. Obelites, yeah. Ob- obelites. I know. <laughs> I know how the health upgrade works now. Like there's a lot mm. going on, but I yeah, really that I only now. figured out the other day. I was like, yeah. oh, I see that little like UI pip thing increasing. Yeah. And that's how I'm getting increased health. That's how you, you okay, raise cool. your max health. Yeah. Yeah, and like. I, I also really love the adrenaline system. So the game mm. rewards you for not taking damage. Uh, so the more enemies you kill without taking damage, the higher your adrenaline, adrenaline level goes up. And each level of adrenaline gives you certain perks, yeah. uh, like increased vision or um, more useful heals or more melee your damage. M- melee stuff damage, like yeah. Um, but as soon as you get hit, that drops right down to zero and you've got to build it up again so yeah game incentivizes you for not going full-on into you know you know it doesn't want you to be like oh i can take this damage it wants you to avoid as much damage as you want and as soon as i started wrapping my head around that i was getting further and further into the runs yeah so because you die super quickly (laughs) holy shit yeah like i I was telling you this morning that interestingly on my second run, I made it to the one part where it's like, here's a key, and I died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took me like another four to five runs just to get back to that part there. Game's uh, hard. Game is super around. not easy. Uh, it <laughs> is... Oh, coffee. Ooh. Um, <laughs> nice. It's it's not an easy game I've found, but it's it's very I think, rewarding yeah, so far. It's, yeah, I've also... Oh, my God. You can even see... So the the steam. Webcam, yeah, I was just steam? about to say. Ooh. <laughs> can really tell how hot that coffee is. Mm. Um, now, I was just going to say that 
this game is very challenging. Mm. And I think it's it's where progression is done in a very subtle and different way. So like the only mm-hmm. comparison I could think of is in Hades, for example, you'll play Hades, you'll get resources, you'll upgrade your overall max health so that the next run you start, you've got a higher max health. Uh, in Returnal, you, that does not happen. You you always start at the same base health. I think I could same be weapon. wrong, but weapon proficiency has always been zero for me yeah. when I start a run. I, I think maybe later on it'll you can raise the cap. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just me guessing. Because weapon proficiency essentially governs the level of weapons that you find that you out find, in the world. Yeah. Yeah. The only things that persist, you get um, the one currency is ether, which you use for you to unlock new items for different runs, whatever. Does that and persist? I think, yeah, your ether, I think you if oh. you die, you keep it. Yeah, I did not know that. And I think your weapon traits persist. Yes. Um, I think that's so true. like it's a very subtle you know mm. boost to your your arsenal but you know that's it's very very gradual not like yeah. explicit yeah um which means the game is very much a thing of no you really just have to get good yeah <laughs> you, it is you it's, have to learn the areas you have to learn the enemies it's and far less about like the more yeah. runs you do the better you'll get like like you said in hades you finished i think your first run within the first 20 runs and i took like 40 mm. so i clearly needed more upgrades to get to that yeah. level where I could beat it. But Returnal, as far as I can tell, like things could change, doesn't have that. Mm. Sort of yeah, look, remember, this is just in the first few hours. Like I don't mm. know to what degree they let you, you know, unlock permanent stuff. But at the mm. moment, it's very much a thing of, no, you get some subtle things, but mm. you have to rely on your own metal to get you through each and, and, and I mean, there are drastic changes. Like in the first two hours, there were enemies that I could not kill and areas I could not get to. And then I got a melee attack that allowed me to break through their shield so i don't know if there's yeah. stuff that happens i think i think it will happen you know? yeah i have to believe that you'll get because i mean like for example in the first biome there's those little yellow dots mm, i'm sure grapple points that look and like there, yeah yeah and there's often gear that you can't get to as a result so i have to believe you get a permanent upgrade that you yeah know, oh now i'm in this first area i can now reach that weapon and that could, that could give you stuff that could make mm. that run like much easier exactly so, yeah yeah so it's it's very it's very subtle in that way um i have found that sure. the runs where i'm trying to mainline it to an objective and not taking the time to poke around optional areas those are the runs that end up being the worst yeah like I, if, I, I, that yeah. that happened to me yesterday where i got very frustrated i was like i'm so i can't believe i keep dying like right at the mm. end close to this key whatever and i'll just like i'm gonna speed run this and let me tell you no you can't you can't <laughs> i you, think i think if you play the game enough you can eventually yeah. but not at my current level no no because you miss out on health upgrades you miss out on potential weapons on mm. on uh, perks um you know all these things like yeah i just yeah. don't I, I i don't see a way right now where you can rush through it and and get far um no but which also is interesting but also just to add to that, I did say in our initial video preview, this game feels like it's it's such an interesting dynamic because roguelites generally are all about the pace, like mm. getting from A to B. You don't have to do it quickly, but there's not really anything holding you up. You know, you know, you don't necessarily have to poke around. Whereas Returnal, it's like you'll get to a huge open area, fight, and then it's like, oh, there are three doorways out of here. Like, which one do I take? Oh, there's health packs, there's loot, whatever. You have to, like, take the time to go and pick it up. It's not a thing of, like, I'm in this area, I kill everything, move on to the next area, kill mm. everything, move on. 
like you are incentivized to just like pause and be like, oh, let me just have a look around quickly. Yeah, it definitely has this the, like the pace a bit, yeah. climax of battle trough of like exploration mm. and then it like peaks and so it's weird because Hades is Hades almost it's feels like it's definitely up. always up yeah. there. It's like fight, 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 next room, fight, fight, fight. You know what I mean? Um yeah. this feels in structure, but more like Dead Cells, where mm. <sighs> Dead Cells is weird because it Dead Cells the fights are optional. I feel like if you're trying to kill everything in Dead Cells, you're playing it wrong. Um yeah. But Dead Souls definitely rewards you poking around the areas and looking around. So it's like a mm. it's like a mix between the two philosophies there because yeah. as soon as you enter a room and they're enemies, um, Returnal forces you to kill them. It puts yeah. the area oh, yeah, into you, a lockdown you like leave, you yeah. can't leave, which mm. is identical to Hades. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Hades is very singular focused on these are very small combat arenas mm. and you move on from one to the other. Whereas Returnal is like, this is a combat arena but all the adjacent rooms are exploration rooms that you need to kind mm. of like go into. And there's some cool like and then, environmental puzzles there as well, which are kind yeah. of neat. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of those side rooms are just, you know that they're optional because the map will tell you like a white doorway is, you know, objective. relatively speaking. Yeah. Like this is the way you should go. But there's a blue doorway over there, which will probably lead to more loot. So it's like mm. you have the choice of like how far, do you want to poke around or, you know, how quickly mm. do you want to get through to the next narrative bit or... And, and there's also, whatever. like, there's incentives to to backtrack. Like, um, I got the the melee weapon, for example, mm. on one end of the map. And it's like, well, now I need to go all the way back to this other area to use it there. Or I got a key for a very special yeah. area. And it's like, okay, well, I got to go back and backtrack mm. to there. So... It's got an it, interesting structure for a roguelike in that yeah, sort of way. It, it breaks up the flow. And like, I think when we spoke about it initially, I might have come across as saying as it's a criticism, but purely because I'm used to the likes of Hades where you're just incentivized to fly through, you know, mm-hmm. get through mm-hmm. as quickly as you can. Whereas this just feels like, no, it's intentional. No, take the time. You know, mm-hmm. it's fun. Take the time to upgrade, poke around, and, you know, your run will be easier. Mm-hmm. But you, and you're going to have to <laughs> because the runs are not easy. No. So, definitely yeah. Not. Yeah. so yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. And uh, I think if you want to hear more about like how the game makes use of the dual sense and how it looks, uh, because I think both of those kind of mm. combine to make it feel like a real PS5 exclusive, like a, a very special one that makes use of the hardware in interesting ways. Um, mm. We speak more about that in the video, so you should go check that out. But, yeah. yeah. And- you can check some gameplay as well. The game's mm. super pretty. So yeah, very pretty. Go have very, a look. Very, very pretty game. Oh. Um, and it runs super smoothly. Very happy about that. Uh, so yeah, that's... Retu- <laughs> I, I mean, this time next week, we'll be able to talk a lot more about it uh, yeah. without restriction. Will we um, finish it? Yeah, that that, that's the thing. <laughs> who of the two I don't, of us I don't is know how long it is. I'm, I'm curious to see how long till, you know, not only us, but how long did it take people to roll credits mm. in the game? Because I, I know how many biomes there are. I don't I think do, I'm allowed okay. to say know. how many there are. But um, yeah. Good lord. It's interesting. I just know I'm very far. Yeah. So I haven't been playing anything it. else. I don't know if you've been uh, playing. Um, I played, I'll talk about it very briefly, but I played the Resident Evil demo. Uh, oh, yes. The village demo, which was... A limited time affair. It, it mm. released on Sunday our time for an eight-hour period, and there's another one this weekend. So by the time you listen to this, sorry you've missed it. But the don't Castle, worry. Castle Dimitris demo. 
yeah, so there's so there was a village demo this weekend. Is, well, the weekend that's passed is now the castle demo. But don't worry, this up, upcoming weekend you can play both if you want. I think there's a 24 hour period where mm-hmm. you'll get an hour, and I think you can play either or, but yeah. only for that hour. So and it's and it's on both. It's on all platforms. It's on all platforms. Yeah. yeah. So the current demos that I've been doing are. PS4 and PS5 only. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll just touch on it briefly. The the village demo, uh, I have to believe it's the start of the game because you, you're playing as Ethan just, you know, in an abandoned village. Shocker. Ooh, spooky. Um, but it just gives you a, a taste of what the game has to offer. So it's only 30 minutes long. And yeah, you get you get a, a feel for, for movement, combat, the sort of enemies you'll be facing. And it's very much Resident Evil 7 in terms okay. of movement. Um, so like Resident Evil 7, you can you know, put your hands up to, to shield some damage, that sort of thing. Which is, I think, and, just, just quickly, a, a mechanic that people forgot about in 7. Because like even, even me, when playing it, I'm like, man, this game's hard. Then when you start mm. using that actual shield damage, you're like, oh, this is actually you not know, that bad. You know yeah. why it feels out of place, though? It's because, like, if somebody's coming at me with <laughs> a, a fucking hatchet, axe, yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell is putting my hands up going to do? You know, like, realistically. It's true. Like, Jack Baker in Seven is coming at you with this it's massive like, weapon. Okay. You're just like, he's going to swing his axe. I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you already um, cut off my fucking hand. Now I'm going to put up my hand. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's got it's got the same like identical DNA to Resident Evil Seven, mm-hmm. but the dressing is completely different. Uh, my immediate thoughts, and I mean, this isn't I'm not like giving you groundbreaking news here, is that this very much feels like a Resident Evil Four inspired <gasps> sequel, which is a good thing because Resident Evil Four, as action packed as it was, was a real good game. Um, Saying it takes two of the best. Resident Evil departures in recent memory and combining them? It, it, I mean, it feels like that, right? So the, the biggest giveaway is that like, if you poke around in a house, you'll find currency, for example. I'm like, mm-hmm. huh, we're, we're clearly going to spend this at like a vendor. What um, you buying? Yeah, what you buying? What, what, what those mechanics are remain to be seen, but it really feels like it takes a lot of inspiration from 4 in terms of both mechanics and setting. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it it just gave a, a good taste of what's to come. Isn't I really the uh, inventory even like the same as four? I I don't know. I haven't oh, poked around okay. with inventory. So you you can finish the demo within thirty minutes. Like I saw on Twitter, some people did it in like twenty minutes. Some people did it in twenty nine minutes. Yes, I, pro I, gamers. Eh? I just missed it. Like I I got so this this demo does actually have cutscenes and stuff. So it gives you you know some some story beats or at least a taste of them. And it is actually funny because a story beat was happening mm-hmm. and I, I knew because I was busy recording my gameplay and I, I had a little time. I was like, oh, oh God, no. like I'm going to run out of time here. Oh, like no. it'll be the worst if the timer runs out mid-sentence. Whatever. Oh, no. and but it it's literally, no, it is literally like at the end of this cutscene. I don't know. I don't think they programmed with that. I think it was just pure coincidence. Like something was said. And it's like, your time is up. I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> so w- were you not sure whether you had finished it or whether that was like no, the natural I, I, conclusion? I, I, I had a feeling I hadn't finished it. And okay. then when I looked up after, I saw, I, I actually was very close. I had, so the, the demo basically is that you have to get into the castle uh, mm-hmm. from what I could gather. And you just had to get two gears basically to unlock a door. Yes. So I had typical, both. And I just typical had to Ethan back- Winters white man going towards the danger. <laughs> yeah so i had both pieces i literally just had to go 
hand them in and I didn't get oh, to do that. So how was the yeah. um so you say you suspect this is at the beginning of the game. So do you see any indication of like the new enemies? Because I know there's lichens. Yeah, you you do you do fight um some of the new enemy types and I presume there are lichens. There's this there's one part where you have to walk through like a cornfield <laughs> and you just see the the stalks moving. You're like, I don't want to go there. Oh cool. Cool. But yeah. you have to. You have to. And yeah, th- there's not like a hell of a lot of combat, but there is combat. And yeah, you get to play with a pistol and a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it again, it's very much Resident Evil 7 where, you know, you can just aim down your, you know, not aim down your sight, but you can sort of zoom in to get a more accurate shot. But, yeah, but it's most still limited. very slow. You're not snapping yeah. to aim down the sights like a Call no. of Duty. Yeah, so it's, it's more slow and tactical, like... If, an enemy is moving towards you like oh god like i need mm. to shoot it in the head mm. <laughs> you know make make this count whatever i do um, wonder but, how the ammo thing is going to work because like four like you said is more of an action game but seven is far more reserved in that regard it's so. yeah you you can craft so the, the demo does that you craft ammo and um healing so mm-hmm. I, I, again i don't know to what depth they'll take that but you can do that is it sort of the same is it like chem fluid and something yeah. Okay, so it's the same as... So seven. they were like, okay. um, don't quote me this, but it's like, you've picked up bolts or like spare spare parts, whatever. It's like, well, you can use this to craft ammo. Hmm. How okay. I use that random metal to yeah. make ammo on the spot, nobody knows. But then I, again, you're shielding with your hands. So. I, mean, I mean, in seven, it didn't make sense either. It's like, you've got gunpowder and chem fluid. Now you've got shell casings for bullets. Like, like okay. What? <laughs> Am I a fucking alchemist? Like, how did that happen? Like, Listen, in a game where healing is you pouring... So, like, in Resident Evil 7, I think the healing was you literally, like, pour stuff on your hand. It's it's the same thing. It's like, it, ah, I've hurt like myself. It's like fluid and a herb, and now you've got this, like, amazing... I've magically, yeah. I, what I do like about that system is, um, you know, having played uh, 1, 2, and 3 fairly recently, is there is no... There is no um, risk reward between choosing between ammo and healing, whereas seven mm. gives that to you. It's like yeah. you've got gunpowder and you've got herbs, and chem fluid is the one common thing that you need to craft both. For both. So yeah. which one do you choose? What are you and I think yeah. that adds a real cool amount of tension. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, like this, this we'll have to obviously wait for full release because you know a demo is a demo. I do wonder though how much of the horror factor or the creepiness will be kept throughout this game. Because like Seven was great at setting up, you know, with the tone of you're in this real dark wood place. Abandoned like Louisiana back, back house. Alley, yeah. yeah, like creepy house, whatever. But then by the end of it, it was like, well, you're a, you're a one-man army <laughs> with, yeah, with lots of ammo. You're really just going like. to throw enemies at you. You're going to shoot all of them, and that's great. And Resident Evil 4, like... It starts, starts off like out, that. <laughs> it, st- it starts off like that, but it very quickly becomes a third-person action shooter. And again, not a bad thing. Like Resident Evil 4 is a great action game, but it's not mm. a traditional Resident Evil It's not Evil a game. Resident Evil 2 no. or 1. No, no, yeah. not at all. So I wonder, it, it very much feels like the village is going that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they will balance, you know, tension with ammo and stuff like that mm. it's like we'll just have to wait and see i guess i think i mean just from the snippets of of uh, gameplay i've seen in the castles especially it seems like uh being stalked by lady dimitris and her 
I think it's her daughter's. It's not her sister's. Mm. I think that's going to add a lot of like horror to it because she at least looks like a, another version of Tyrant from or Mr. X from. Yeah, Resident like Evil it's just, just a bullet sponge. Yeah, like, like you, you, you can't, can't kill actually her. fight yeah. them. Yeah. And she can't, like consistently follows you. So. Mm. No, that's fair. That's the part of like, like Resident Evil 2 definitely feels more liberal with giving you ammo, but because you have Mr. X following you all the time, there's always that persistent like dread. So. And let me tell you, Resident Evil 2 was real. Like Resident Evil 3, Nemesis was cool, but very like limited it's very scripted um, yeah, yeah it's super scripted whereas resident evil 2 was when mr x starts talking to you you holy shit the first time i played that game you like hide in a room you hear him stomping by like please Fuck. don't walk into this room yeah like the sound design was just so on point you're like is he above it sounds like he's above. oh god he's coming down the stairs like and, and the then the times like, you open a door and he's right there and you're like fuck <laughs> <laughs> so look if if they can nail that sort of thing i 100 percent agree like that's how you do tension mm. how you balance the tension with you know the all-out action of yeah you've got the ammo but you can't actually fight mm-hmm. this person you know you have to run so i we'll see. hope because there was a trophy for this in remake too if you shot um, Mr. Hat X's off. hat off, if I get to do that, if I get to do that with Lady Dimitri, and I she's like, believe. well, fuck this, and she just kills you, 10 out of 10. She's, she wears a hat. I know, exactly. So. That's what I'm thinking. There has to be a trophy for that, but there also has to be like a much bigger reaction because Mr. X had no reaction to that. Like, he was like, mm. he couldn't he was, speak. Well, so. he's just like, doof, doof, doof. he's just yeah. looking at you like, yeah. I Listen, after playing Resident Evil 1, the tyrant in there sucks compared to Mr. X because, like, mm. he dies from one rocket launcher. Mr. X, <laughs> man, that dude takes rocket launchers, grenades, a minigun. How do you even kill him at the end? He turns into, like, a big, a big like, globule, like, monster, doesn't he? I think, yeah, you, you end up shooting him off the train and then that the whole base blows up or something. Or, no, wait, remember. wasn't that Birkin? Birkin turns into the big globule. Ah, uh, that's it, yes, sir. Mr. X... Oh, you you um you trap him in acid, I think. Should I? No, wait, I can't. no, wait. That's and now I'm I mixing it with Resident Evil Three. <laughs> Resident yeah. Evil Three. Resident yeah. Evil Three. You fill that thing with acid, and then you think you've killed it, and you don't, and then you use a fucking rail gun. Um, yeah. To kill Nemesis. Good times. Good times. Resident Actually, Evil. It's wild. Imp- it doesn't make any sense, but it's Resident Evil One. Zombie sharks. Mm. Zombie plants. It's, it's a good franchise. The, uh, Resident Evil 1, 25 years old. Oh, the franchise, 25 years old. We've come a, a long way. I will. I, I still years. will never forget walking into that first room in the residence and the camera angle is just facing you and there's a giant spider above you. <laughs> I shat myself. Like, I'm done with and this And they make then. such a weird noise. They're like, chicka, 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 chicka. And then they're just like, <laughs> like crawl whoa. at you. Am I, am I like at a fiesta? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, I just Let's want dance. to be your friend. And for some reason, I'd read somewhere that if you stay still, they don't attack you. That's a lie. What? They will That's attack you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got baited. Someone is like, I'm going to trick some. Yeah, fool I, I got real, real <laughs> baited by that. Um, great games. But, really, really great jump. games. Uh, Resident Evil Village is out on the 7th of May, I think, the 8th of May. It's like two uh, weeks away. 7th of May, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, so it's like two weeks from yesterday. i gotta, I got to finish so Returnal, stoked. so I have some ample time to go. Oh, I'm so you know, excited for Resident Evil, man. Can't I can't wait. 
yeah that's like my my um may game right there mm. and i'm kind of like i also want to play um near replicant because mm-hmm. I love Neo Automata a lot, and yeah. like I, I know that's out now. the original Neo is very different, but I kind of want to give it a go. Um, what I do like is that in Neo Automata, because you always have a like a floating companion that follows you, and mm-hmm. you use a button to get them to shoot. Um, they are like think about like your guns in Devil May Cry or something. They are your bullets. Yeah. So, so in a uh, in in automata it was like a little drone that followed you because it was like in the future mm-hmm. but near replicant takes place thousands of years prior um uh, okay. so it's a book a magic book that also <laughs> talks and shoots bullets which i think is amazing cool. yeah i think it's very very fucking cool. nice That's so yeah i kind of want to play that uh but should we get to game releases speaking of games coming out Game releases. I don't even have the damn page open. So we are looking at uh, April 24th, which is today, until April 30th. Can you believe it? So there are are two games on this list that don't have dates. So I don't know whether they'll come out at all um, this month still, but we shall see. We're about to head into May. Can you believe it? Yeah. Can you? Jesus. Can you believe it? Actually. so we've got second extension, second extinction, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S. This is the the Left 4 Dead slash Jurassic Park game. Cool. What? Yeah, is it's it? like a four player co op shooter, but you're fighting dinos. Why well, have I not watched gameplay on this? Yeah, this sounds, <laughs> sounds like awesome. your type of game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's out on Xbox on April twenty eighth. Uh, we weirdly enough not on PC. So that's strange to me. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, it's literally just Xbox. Yeah. Huh. Strange. Okay. Uh, Insurmountable coming to PC April 29th. Hmm. Okay. Legend of Keepers, PC, Switch, and Stadia. I've heard of this game. Let me just double check with Legend of Legend Keepers. Of Keepers. Uh, so this was in early access. Legend of Keepers is the perfect mix between dungeon management and roguelite. You have been hired as a dungeon manager by the dungeon's company. Your job is simple. Protect their dungeons. That's pretty cool. Jeez, like this is a very retro... It looks like... Um, it feels so 90s. What's a darkest dungeon, sort of? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, true. not the visual style, but the sort of gameplay. It's like you're fighting Legend left to right type of thing. Yeah. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Okay. Is it, is it a... Turn-based game. It looks turn-based to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is turn-based to fucking hell. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Okay, so that looks cool. So that's out on April 29th on PC, Switch, and Stadia. That seems like a cool Switch game, actually. Yeah. Um, Also on April 29th, Total War, Rome Remastered. Get your strategy on. Get your Rome. (laughs) Get your Rome on. Um. April 30th, big one for the week, Returnal, PlayStation 5 only. Um, also this week, new Pokemon I had, Snap. I had no idea that was out this week. I totally forgot that this was that was this week. I, Why yeah. did I think that was a May release? So you can, you can pivot from shooting glowy aliens to taking pictures of colorful aliens. Colour- Pokemon <laughs> aliens? I don't know. What is, uh, wait, what is, what is Switch's May launch then? Is, uh, when, wait, is it Mario Miitopia. Golf? Topia. No, Mario Golf is June. Is it June? Let me okay. check here. 
Yeah, Mario Golf Super Rush. It's is actually June so funny. What a weird coincidence. Look at the advert being served to me here. Wow. <laughs> Mario Golf. And they say <laughs> Amazing. They call us Nintendo shells. I, I don't choose <laughs> the advertising that's served to me. <laughs> um, Amazing. So, yeah, that's cool. Uh, po- new God. Pokemon Snap. I never obviously played the original Pokemon Snap because Likewise, it was on console yeah. never owned. But uh, taking photos of Pokemon sounds like a real chill time. So I'm keen to give that a go. Um, so I'm still in awe. I really thought it was May. Like in my head, I was like, it's, it's just Returnal now. And then that's that. Good Lord. Pokemon Snap coming in this week as well. <laughs> Nintendo, like, we see you, PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've, gonna, got, our like big one, yeah. Uh, we've got our big one as well. Yeah, People going to shoot aliens? Well, our people are going to snap aliens. Yeah, exactly. take that. Exactly. <laughs> going to shoot them with a the camera. It's <laughs> kind of exactly what it is, yeah. My God. Sentry um, okay. Age of Ashes, Steam Early Access on PC, just says April, so I don't know what that it's, is. Well, it has to be this week or it's no week. Um, and then a remaster or re-release of a game I played ages ago, uh, Al Shaddai Ascension of the Metatron. This game, listen, has such a cool visual style. It's part of why I love this game so much. It's like a, is it sort of like, yeah, it's an action game and it's weird, but the visual style of it is just incredible. So I think it's cool that it's being re-released. Uh, it's being re-released on PC. It's coming on Steam. Uh, yeah, this... Uh... Yeah, that's it. Steam. Is it? Is there a Steam page for it? Uh, there's a news piece. I can't find a Steam page, though. Mm. Mm. So maybe it's not coming out in April. Weird. Yeah, well, maybe maybe it's been delayed or something. Yeah. But it, it's cool. I would 100% suggest taking a look at edits because it is kind of rad. And time. that's it. That's it for... That's it. For this week, uh, lots out the week afterwards. Uh, so yeah, exciting times. Plenty. Cool. Should we get, Should to, we get to game news? Gaming news. gaming news. What is first this week? What do you want to cover first? Oh God, I lost the link. Okay, you what is the, I what get is the, the headline? Um, hmm. Let's start with maybe the a big one. That Cyberpunk, despite being... So look just for for context and whatever i had a perfectly fine cyberpunk experience i didn't have any issues but Mm -hmm. i played on pc i mean i had some issues but i played on pc so those issues were few and far between Um, but on launch cyberpunk was a actual disaster on old gen consoles Mm -hmm. you know big hoo-ha big disappointments and you know there were people saying like we're gonna get our money back and the CD Projekt Red were like, yeah, you guys can get your money back. And there's a whole PlayStation store debacle where PlayStation like, whoa, <laughs> we can't give people their money back. Yeah, I mean, uh, the game's still not on PSN. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Despite all of that, the game sold 13.7 million units in three weeks and only mm-hmm. 30,000 people asked for refunds. So look, 30,000 people, it's a lot. But it's what is oh, thirty thousand drop in the water compared to the sales? <laughs> like absolutely Holy nothing. Lee Hall, that is. That I mean is that, that that is like that was probably like the cheapest PR move CD Projekt Red ever had to pay for. Like yeah, like thirty thousand. Thirty yeah. thirty. I mean, you could do the math now. Thirty thousand times sixty dollars. It's like it's a lot of money. It's like one point eight million. One point eight million. Yeah. 
um, which is a lot. But then, I don't know, 13.7 times 60. I mean, they made like so $100 the, million. I mean, I think their, their profits <laughs> for that for 2020 were like almost double their highest ever company profits um, in it's, any year prior crazy, to that. Yeah. So, yeah, listen, it's crazy. Um, and, you know, they there's, for me, there's a reason that they only... Okay, the call was about their 2020 results, so they're not going to talk about 2021 performance, but I would love to see what the drop-off has been over like January, February, March for yeah. Cyberpunk 2077 sales because you have to imagine that the majority of these sales were all pre-orders or mm. you know people buying on launch day or not really reading reviews, as most people do. You know, A lot of people completely outside of this world of games, media, and journalism. So... Mm. you know that sort of thing takes a while to permeate the you know the common conversations that oh this thing is a bit fucked up at the moment so yeah um i don't think they'll get away with something like this again um no i think uh they understand that they've made a lot of money here but that there's going to be a lot more scrutiny with their next release yeah they have to be very careful the next release Mm -hmm. look i think i think not to take away from the studio, like I, I think their their practice and their approach not cool. Like mm. the way this game was clearly broken on launch and old gen, like that's a shit show. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think we have to keep in mind that they do put a lot of time and effort into the games. I just sincerely hope they learn lessons from this going into the next launch of I don't know, not only maybe setting realistic expectations, because mm. even on that, Cyberpunk was like it was the game that was going to set the world on fire. Mm-hmm. And while I think it was a really good game, it did not set the world on fire. No. To me, I mean, at least. You know? I mean, you don't hear people even talking about it anymore. No. Like, Whereas like, in- I, feel, I feel like Witcher 3, for example, is one of those games where even years after it came out, like people spoke about it. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's just talked about for years after. And I mean, Cyberpunk, look, it hasn't even been out for that long, but will it be the same sort of impact like i don't well like will it have the same sort of positive impact that the witcher did like i don't know or will people go like oh yeah cyberpunk like that is a shit show <laughs> yeah it was no, such that, a letdown like i don't know it, that's exactly it. like you know this this game almost in a way has been soured by the uh by the bad launch so i think the next big the next big test for them is the next gen launch like the, mm. that is a way for them to reset, you know, yeah. if they come out of the gates with here's the series X and PS5 versions of the game. And also he has big updates to the PC one. And it really, mm. really like changes the game in a substantial way with regards to performance and um, just overall like stability. Then mm. you almost have the, you have like a no man's sky situation. Like, yeah, this game launched in a rough state, but fuck, it's really great. Now. It's really good now, yeah. And that, and look, that I could think, reestablish the tale for this game going yeah, into the I future. Mean, they've clearly made a lot of money from it. So let's see what they do in the next year or two. Because, mm. I mean, they, they clearly had DLC plans, right? And even multiplayer yeah. plans. Which, yeah, I which think might have, not be happening at all anymore. Yeah. Yeah, which have either been pushed out or can because they now need to focus their resources on you know fixing the game mm-hmm. so i mean w- was it like a month or so ago or a few weeks ago they released a patch where it was like 
I don't know, like pages of pay and pages and pages. That, those <laughs> changes, like, it was so long, it was so much. It's crazy. So they they're working on it, but yeah, mm. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they they have planned for the second half of this year. You know, the next gen console launches of Cyberpunk and uh, the patches for The Witcher Three. So, hey, oh, if yeah, one that, doesn't that hit, also... they have the other. You know what I mean? <laughs> And let's remember the Witcher season two is coming, and again, more people are going to be like, "Oh, hey, this is a game I can play." Super on my stoked for PlayStation that. or Xbox. Super stoked for <laughs> nice. that. Nice, yeah. yeah. Um, what do you want to move on to next? Um, what tickles your oh, fancy? Celeste. <gasps> so, well, the developers of Celef, Celeste, uh, extremely okay games. Uh, they have revealed their next project called Earthblade which is described as an exploration action game um, with a distinct pixel art style. So, I mean, the trailer they released doesn't really show anything. They call it more of a vibe reveal. (laughs) Sort of like... I'm like, that is the most hipster thing I've heard. Like, come on. (laughs) I guess, I mean, you've got this concept art that you can see now if you're watching the video version. um, And you've got some amazing music by uh, Lena Rain, who did the um, soundtrack for Celeste. Uh, mm. So that kind of like gives you an idea of what they're going for. Um, mm. I think, you know, it looks cool. I think it's really nice that uh, this studio is being very upfront that this game it's is still a while a away. Um, mm. Yeah, this is the result of like, I think they said this is their fourth prototype that they've like kind of developed after Celeste that, that they actually, are kind of yeah, going with. That they're actually happy with and they're pursuing. So Yeah, yeah. so uh, Maddie Thorson, the director and creative director of Oh, Celeste and now of Earthblade, she uh, like they they kind of said that you know they want to take time with this, but they settled on a prototype that they feel like they can actually complete, mm. um, which I think is really important. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I think I'm, I'm stoked. Uh, yeah, likewise, um, and I think I think they were saying that they, I mean, there's a whole you know like a blog post, whatever, but. Maddie was saying that they remember reading in like a Reddit post or something that, oh, you know, Tile 4 came out and then Celeste came out five years later, so don't hold your breath for Earthblade. And they were like, that it can be a bit disheartening to see that, but also they really want to make a good game. So mm. like just, and in, in their defense, like Celeste is a really, I mean, all the games have been good. I think it's always difficult to, you know, you have to temper expectations and mm-hmm. realize that, like, you have to follow up on this big game. It's the same, like, we've just spoke about Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Cyberpunk was highly anticipated because The Witcher 3 was, like, this massive milestone in RPGs. And I think people's expectations just ran rampant and Cyberpunk was just like, yeah, it's a good game. But you have to keep in mind that developers like this think about that, like, holy shit, Celeste was... It was a game of the year nominee, like mm-hmm. this tiny indie game up against the likes of God of War mm-hmm. and Red Dead Redemption. And a lot of people love it. Like, how do we follow up with not a platformer, for example? Mm. Like, will people be receptive to something different? This yeah. RPG or whatever the hell they're working on. Like, it's it's a lot to think about. So, uh, I'm, look, I, I love their, their games and I'm very keen to see what comes out, but they can take their time. Like, yeah, no 100%. Rush. And, you know, uh, they've been working on prototypes since Celeste, uh, as they indicate in the uh, blog post. But 
yeah, they also added a lot of content to Celeste. So that that DLC was like a it's like full a, on sequel, yeah, almost, almost a sequel. really. Yeah, and and early was it late last year, or earlier this year? They released like a pseudo sequel. Yeah, and or, uh, like a a Pico. Uh, yeah, like a browser based game too. Yeah, which is yeah, really cool. So <laughs> I'm I'm just yeah. really keen to see this eventually because um, mm. yeah, I think they make fantastic games. So yeah. Likewise. What's next? Um, shall we talk about... This This is a surprise. Overwatch mm. director Jeff Kaplan is leaving Blizzard after 19 years. Um, Huge. Which is which is a kind of like a massive deal because Jeff Kaplan, to me anyway, and I think to a lot of people, is the face of Overwatch. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like this is the dude who... He's the, he's the face behind all the blog updates. Uh, well, the... What do they call it? Like developer diaries, whatever. You know, mm. the constant updates. He's always on he's, the on the videos giving. He's news. yeah, he's yeah. he's the one leading the charge in this. And now with Overwatch two coming, it's kind of weird that the the head of the studio is like, peace out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out of here. And just, I mean, just the latest in a string of high profile departures from leaving. Yeah, from Blizzard. I mean, you've had. The, the kind of like faces of the franchises of like Diablo and World of Warcraft and stuff like that, just leaving um, things. Yeah. I mean, for a long time, people have been saying things are not right at Blizzard and this is just another indication of that. Yeah. I just found there... So there's this blog post here, which I just found... Oh, it's a bit cropped in the video. Sorry about that. But I just found it so weird because it, it starts out, it just says, we want to let you know that Jeff Kaplan has decided to leave the company after a long and storied career. Yeah, and that Aaron Keller, a Blizzard veteran and founding member of the Overwatch team, will be stepping in as game director. It just feels a bit like, like too formal for me. Like, mm. oh hey, he's leaving. Mm. He has his replacement, and then you get the whole a whole message from Aaron, the replacement. And only at the bottom, it's like we're also tremendously grateful for Jeff's contribution over the years. Please see a personal note from him. It's like that's mm. kind of a, doesn't to, seem to me, like it was maybe, like amicable. Maybe almost. I'm reading into it too much. Yeah, but it feels very much like. Surely you'd be like, Jeff was like integral to the you know creation of Overwatch, this RP, and he's worked on this and this, and we're very mm. sorry to see mm. him go, but it's like, yeah, we're grateful. Like, bah. <laughs> yeah, peace out. Don't let the door I don't know. It just, it just seems so weird to me. And with Overwatch 2 coming out, like, let's say, in the next year, if things yeah, go Yeah, like, like, you know, it, it's not uncommon to have, um, you know, directors of of games leave near the end of development sometimes. It often happens mm. at AAA studios, but, you know, Overwatch 2 isn't close. So I, I have know, to it's, it's... wonder what the fuck's going on like there. Yeah. Um, and and it already seemed like a, a weird project, like the ideas that they were trying to bring to it seemed a bit mm. strange. So... I don't know, man. I I feel for the you know I'm not I'm not big into Overwatch, so it doesn't really affect me as much. But you know, a lot of people who love that game are really like bummed out by by Jeff leaving. Mm. So yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Look, look at this. Look at this face. This is the face of Overwatch right here. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's such he a does. nice guy. He seemed like such a. He was always. He's, I like. He brought him, yeah. a, a sense of like warmth to, yeah. to the game. So yeah. Okay. What um, is next? What uh, else? Uh I guess just quickly, Battlefield Six or whatever it's called will be revealed soon, TM. Um EA has started like kind of 
teasing it uh, and saying that they have the biggest team ever working on a Battlefield game, up to four teams working on this thing. So definitely seems like the publisher wants to make a big splash with this in the wake of, you know, Battlefield... Um, what was the last one? Five. It was five. I yeah, mean, not like being incredible, you know. Yeah, I mean, and five came out a long time ago as yeah. well. Well, it was so, like two, three years ago now. Shit. Yeah, it's like, I think it's three years. So it's like, it's time for a new Battlefield. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I'm very keen to go back to a modern day setting. Like, I have very fond memories of Battlefield 3 and 4. Um, so I'd be keen to see, and those came out like, more than a decade ago now, maybe a decade ago, eight to ten years ago. Yes, so I wonder, Battlefield 3 is still so fire though. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, now what will a modern day Battlefield look like with, you know, that that good Frostbite engine, mm-hmm. that good mm-hmm. audio design? Like I'm very keen to see what they what they announce. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Um I mean, I'm not the biggest uh, Battlefield aficionado because, like, I don't really get along with these sort of multiplayer vibes of that game. Mm. But um, I'm keen for a cool single-player thing again. Um, mm. So, yeah, stoked. Let's see. Um, Microsoft is ditching Xbox Live Gold requirement for free-to-play multiplayer games. Yeah, finally. Which is it's highly, highly long overdue. <laughs> I know I phrased that wrong, but so for those of you who don't know, if you if you played a game like Fortnite, for example, or Apex, you needed an Xbox Live Gold subscription for the multiplayer functionality. Whereas on PlayStation games, although I don't know, PlayStation does have an exception on those games, if I'm not Yes. So on PlayStation, if the game was like free to play in general, you wouldn't need a uh, um PS Plus. So like Fortnite and Apex and Warzone never needed PS Plus to play online, whereas on Xbox mm. you did, which made no fucking sense. Yeah, it's just like a look. It's not an expensive fee, but like a hundred, hundred and fifty rand a month mm. for a free to play game is just like. Well, it, you know, it 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 really sticks out when on PC and PlayStation you don't need it's that, but free, Xbox yeah. requires you. So, so yeah. they've they've now finally backpedaled on that, and you don't need Xbox Live Gold to play this long list of games, which includes. I mean, like, even these are some examples here that I would never think about, like Warzone. Mm. You would need Xbox Live Gold to play that. Oh, which is crazy. Uh, Fortnite, Killer Instinct. <laughs> oh, remember, like, remember Hyperscape. My God. Yeah. Rocket League, like all these free to play games where mm-hmm. you just take for granted Warframe. Like, oh my gosh, you'd have to pay to play that. It's weird, though. There's some games on there that are definitely games that aren't free to play, and yet you won't need. Mm, I, I think there's some. Wait, yeah, like, I mean, you've got the... Resident Evil Mercenaries too. Is that on? Oh, Re- oh Resident Revelations, Revelations too. Oh, that's yeah. true. Um, huh, interesting. You've got things like I'm just looking at the War, uh, War Thunder, I think. Okay, no. War so Warface is, is free to play. Thunder. Too human. That makes no sense, but okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, Path of Exiles on there, Brawlhalla. Uh, it's it's but, good. Like. Thank God they finally did this. But Live Gold is still a thing though, right? Like it still exists, but yeah, you just don't need it I think for... a lot of people were expecting it to kind of just like go away and become a thing that you got with Game Pass. And I still think that that will happen eventually. Mm. But there must be, I mean, Microsoft will know better than any of us. There must be still some people that are just subscribing to Gold and not Game Pass. So like, yeah, 
to force them to pay more for a service that aren't using, maybe they're not ready to do that. So it seems so it seems so weird to me though when it's like let's be honest, the live gold free games every month have not been anything. Like they've been half like half ass compared to what PlayStation have, have offered. But it's like the Xbox have Game Pass. Like would would the big announcement not to be like, hey, we're canning live gold, but don't worry, like the Xbox Game Pass costs the same mm. and like you can opt in and just keep your subscription wheel migrated over to Game Pass, I, for example. To, to like, me to me the best thing is like just get rid of gold. Like do yeah, not require like just, just any can multiplayer yeah. at all. Well, like I, I don't because all that's really the only offering it has now, you know, outside of games on mm. this list, which do require live gold, is the free games you get every month, and they mm. haven't been worth the no, money. They've been Sorry, so bad lately. Yeah, like, they've been like terrible. I just, you know, it's weird when, especially when you look at Microsoft's exclusives, you've got things like Gears of War Five uh, and Halo that you can play online on PC for free. But on Xbox, but they're not you need gold. Yeah. And it's like, you know, even if you don't want to do it for third-party games, whatever, like it makes no sense. But, but like your for your first-party first party like, games, like it's such a weird like conflict of messaging. Yeah. You know, when you, when you have this idea of our games are cross-platform. If you buy it on Xbox, you have it on PC, you know. But if you play it on one and not the other, you have to pay for online. It just makes no sense to me. I just, yeah, yeah. they should just honestly just get rid of it. Just yeah. cancel it. <laughs> yeah, just cancel um, it. And quick news, I guess. Let's fly through. Mm. Oh, well, this actually, we can't do this quickly, but PlayStation does a full U-turn on PS3 and Vita store shutdowns. Yeah, rip PSP. Which, still, so yeah, <laughs> but I love this article. It's like, but PSP still rip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, so, you know, I don't think Sony expected this sort of backlash they got for this decision. Mm. Um, what was... What was nice is they gave a bit of a context as to why they were doing it. It was like, you know, kind of what people predicted, legacy systems that are costly to maintain mm. and, you know, take away development resources from newer stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I don't know how much money is being spent on those stores, but I think from a preservation standpoint, it's really important that they stay up, at least until Sony, you know, comes up with a way for games like that to you know, continue to be able to be purchased on other platforms or playable on other platforms. So, yeah, you know, Microsoft gets around this issue where they can shut down the, the Xbox 360 store because you can still buy those games on Xbox One and Xbox Series X. So mm. until Sony comes up with that, I, I feel like this is them just delaying the inevitable if they aren't yeah. working on a system that, you know, yeah, will prevent this in that. the future. So Yeah, well, I, I hope that at least... Moving forward, look, I, I don't know what PS6 and PS7 and beyond hold, but I hope that it's not a conversation we have again in 10 years. Like, oh no, mm. the PS4 store is going down. It's like, mm. can we just not? Just Xbox definitely have the right approach of our shit just works across generations. Yeah. It'll always be tied to your account. Don't worry. So I don't know. Like, I do worry. I mean, like I understand with the PS3, for example, because that was just yeah, that's you know, that's all processor. It's incredible how much of a legacy like fucking problem. nightmare it's, it's created, been yeah. um, for them. Um, but yeah, I, I guess they have learned from that in 
the short term, like PS4 games work on PS5, and I expect whatever mm. they continue going on to will just carry retain on, that yeah. trajectory. Um, I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, and I suppose just sticking with PlayStation quickly, Days Gone Two. Uh, you know, we we know that the sequel was confirmed to not be in development, but fans are well. Days Gone fans are upset and a petition has started and it has reached 60,000 signatures demanding a sequel. This won't move the needle at all. Like, Yeah, it's a look. If uh, Sony says that it was too costly to develop, like mm. 60,000 people signing a digital piece of paper is not going to fucking tell them otherwise. Like, yeah. Straight up. Look, so Days Gone, I wasn't the biggest fan, Mm-mm. but I will concede that I think the game had some good ideas. Mm. that were maybe just not executed properly. Mm. And I think a sequel, like I would be keen to see a sequel purely because I think there are some good lessons that the studio could learn and put into a sequel. Um, but I I'm think not so going to lose yeah. over I, it. I think it could definitely <laughs> benefit from, you know, another another look at some of the ideas it had. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, whether Sony wants to bankroll that is a different story. I I think personally, you know, there, there's the reports of that um, Sony Bend is working on a new IP. I would much rather take a new IP than a Days Gone 2. Mm. Like if I if so, I was the one deciding those resources, I would cut my losses on Days Gone and just be like, cool, let's try something move on to completely something else, different, yeah. you know. So yeah, um, I don't think this position will move the needle, but yeah, we'll, you know, we'll see. Who knows? I mean, Days Gone 2 could happen. Doesn't mean that it it's could. never happening. I just think it's not happening now. Um, no, no, not in the foreseeable yeah. future. We'll see. Um, and I guess the last piece of news, Discord reportedly dismisses Microsoft deal. Yeah, this seemed like it Boo. was going to happen anyway. Um, not because I don't think Microsoft was offering too little. I think they were offering north of like $10 billion or something. Yeah. I think Discord <laughs> right now just wants to stay independent and they are mm. looking at a potential like public offering in the future, you know, become yeah. a listed public company. So um, I know the report says that it doesn't mean that a deal couldn't be made in the future with Microsoft, just that it's not happening now. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, no, no loss to me personally, no, but no. I, I do, I do dream of a world where discord lives as an app on consoles. Same. Yeah. So, That's what I was looking forward to the most was like, this would definitely get discord on an Xbox. On Xbox. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and, you know, considering Microsoft's acquisitions lately, they've been pretty good with kind of like buying a company and letting it just kind of do its thing. Um, do it, yeah. You know, like GitHub and LinkedIn. Um, and I, well, we'll see about Bethesda. Um, so I had hope that if the purchase did get made that Discord would kind of just continue operating as is and just get integrated more tightly into like, ima- imagine your next Windows installation came with Discord. You know, that's cool. Yeah. You know? That's, yeah. But yeah, that's that. I think no, mm. no more news. All done. We're going to jump into questions now because we've got so many. Matthew's going to be uh, oh my God. carefully selecting them. Good ones. So many questions. If you want to send good questions to us, you can email us, checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can also message us uh, on all our social platforms at Checkpoint Chat on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all them good places. Oh my God. Hang on. I'm busy trying to timestamp here. How (laughs) dare you? How (laughs) How dare dare you? Oh my God. Okay. So we have a 
bunch of questions we do not have time to i think like in total we have something like 20 whoa <laughs> which is just it's too much i appreciate the enthusiasm but i am gonna have to curate sorry guys but we'll start with the one question from malesh on email who touts it oi governor i don't know i don't know why oi. he would title it that oi, yeah i mean it's not like we have that. oi governor says hey guys it occurred to me that you are probably unaware of australian greetings Contrary to popular belief, it's not good day, mate. The results <gasps> really? may surprise you. Okay. Hello is how you're going. <laughs> yes, it's as if someone wanted to say how you're doing and how's it going and had a brain spasm. What? So we have how you going, mate. <laughs> how you going? But that how you going? That almost like, says to me like with my saying goodbye. How are you going? <laughs> <laughs> goodbye okay. is see you later. Okay. He says. It says, this fucking does my head in because total strangers like a cashier at a shop will say it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think of it in that context. Yeah, me too. I was like, that's fine. Like, like, I'll tell you. Like, see you later. But I suppose if every person says it to you. And he says, anyway, now you know. Happy birthday, Sandy. Hope you had an awesome day. Thank you very much. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually funny. When when Lensk and I went to, I think it was either on, on our honeymoon on one of our trips to Portugal or somewhere in Europe. So like in South Africa, it's very normal to be like, hey, how are you? Like, or like, hey, like just greeting people. Like, hello, hello. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, how's it going? So I, I think it was the first time we were in Madeira. It must be. Lenska asked me like how to greet people. And it is like, you know, just say hola, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's not how people greet they they always have that's they, the word they, but it's not the like colloquialism no the yeah. colloquialism is like you say good morning good afternoon or good evening mm. so yeah. that i've always it's like portuguese like yeah it's, but it, i was like i just never clicked i was like oh okay yeah duh. so like <laughs> yeah it's like hello <laughs> like we walk into so like hola and they're like they're like okay, <laughs> like, okay well you know sorry sorry we're friendly you know cool <laughs> Uh, um, I, I mean, I mean, it. The thing that always catches me is, um, it's mostly in the states or English-speaking countries, but you don't realize how many, how much you depend on the word "ya," yeah, as in like a acknowledgement mm-hmm. of like yes. Mm-hmm. You go "ya" yeah, there, and they're like, "Sorry," and you're like, uh, "And we say ya yeah, a lot all the time, yeah, a I lot, mean, a lot." So, like, whenever I'm in the states, I have to quickly like be very cognizant of going, "Yeah." Which is kind of the same thing, but people it's, know what the fuck you're saying. Like, no, no, it's. I think the most I've ever been aware of that is, I think there's one particular trip. I can't remember what game it was for, but I was in the UK, and we were collected from the airport, whatever. And I was having a fat chat with the driver, mm. and I kept saying "yeah," and I'm like, I can't do this. I, this person doesn't know what I'm talking about, so I, I like had to consciously be like yeah 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 and it feels so weird it's like yeah 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 like oh yeah so he had to he had to do some journalism yeah um yeah Yeah. (laughs) but listen if we ever go to the netherlands we sort it yeah yeah they'll be like oh fuck you know dutch yeah yeah (laughs) like uh what's your name i'm gonna go yeah yeah (laughs) yeah man uh, okay, let's bounce over to Twitter where we have some questions from Megs. You start off by saying happy birthday, Alessandro. Thank you very much. 
happy birthday. He also follows and he says, there was one tweet here. He says, even though it is Alessandro's birthday, next week Tuesday is still the best day to have a birthday. It is. I, actually, is, have a, I actually have a friend whose birthday is on the 27th of April. I, so I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mix, but is, does your birthday not fall on the public holiday? Or did, am I living in an alternate universe where... Public holiday birthdays sound like the best because you never I, have to I take feel, leave. You always had it off. Like, it's great. You and Lenska are actually very lucky because so your birthday falls very close to public holiday. So in this instance, it really works out because you took the Friday off and you get the Monday off. You've got mm. a nice long weekend. Lenska's birthday is on the 13th of June and there's a public holiday on the 16th of June. So sometimes it could work. Always take those favor. two days. Yeah. I mean, Always take I only really days. started doing this now at work because like, obviously at Varsity, you can't do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I hated Adversity, like being Adversity for my birthday. Like it sucked. So now when I'm at work, I take my birthday off whenever I can. Can I tell you, I've, I've never minded until last year when in lockdown, I had to roll out of bed and go to oh, work. I was no, like, it sucks. Fuck that noise. I was like, that's this is the worst. I like, why did I not take t- yeah. today off? No, that's so. what's a good, even if it's just a day of leave, I don't even care. Next, yeah. next year is going to be the best because birthday will be on a Saturday public holiday will be on a Wednesday so, so take the Monday, if I, Tuesday off. It, yeah, mm. I, I could take Monday Tuesday or you get real savvy you take all four days off and you get like nine days oh wow days you leave. get like a 10 day yeah like a 10 day Hell that's actually yeah. a good idea nice um okay let's fly through this so since winter is here what are your favorite warm food recommendations Ooh. um this I'm, is interesting I mean, I mean it's it's hard to beat a good soup. I mean, yeah. I like soup with bread. For me, soup is a vessel for bread. Mm. It is just a reason for me to eat copious. But <laughs> a good butternut soup or a good tomato soup, fucking great. Really Have good. you tried, um, by word of mouth, frozen mm, meals? No. So that it's basically a local company that does meals that you can literally just pop in the oven and heat up. Oh, cool. But there are like really really good like they do a delicious macaroni and cheese they do a good bean curry and they do soups as well they do like you said butternut soup tomato soup a whole lot of these soups and they're not like the soups aren't expensive like uh, for a soup that feeds two people i think it's like 40 or 50 oh that's well worth it yeah so it's like well the time it would take me to make the soup Mm. uh i'm just gonna pay this and buy some bread with it and just heat it and it's really good so yeah definitely check them out um but on on the favorite well warm food recommendations it's amazing how one can change as they get older Mm -hmm. because growing up i was not a soup person same actually and i was not a stew or curry person okay like my mom actually makes <laughs> my mom actually makes a very nice stew and a very nice curry. But growing up, it was always like, oh man, like stew or curry. Man, I want KFC's right across the road. Oh, come on, that's right there. Now, shit, like I, I'll eat a good curry. I'll eat oh, a stew. Yeah. Like this is, you know, this is some good, good winter good curries during winter. winter. Hell yes. Yeah. So yeah, those are those are my recommend and a soup as well. Like mm. soups, I've come around. Like I can't say that. I don't like vegetable soup where the vegetables are whole. Like I'm, yeah, I'm just same, not a fan. Same. I like if it's blended, I'm soups. like, cool, whatever. Yeah. Smooth soups all the way. Um yeah. stews are also good. Yeah. My I'm actually tomorrow well, tomorrow recording. 
Uh, I'm going to my parents for lunch for my birthday and they're making feijoada. Very, <gasps> very excited. One of my favorites. Nice, nice, nice. That's But it's vegetarian feijoada. Mm, yeah, so I mean, it's still got the butter beans, which to me is the real That's big part of feijoada. Yeah, and we butter use like beans, vegetarian real, stuff. Real underrated food. They're butter so beans are friggin' awesome. I love them so much. I mean, that's... Am I thinking of... What meal am I thinking of that uses butter beans to perfection? Feijoada. Mm, feijoada. I think... I could be wrong, but I think the leopard does a chicken curry which has yep. butter beans. Am they I, do. It's just been a while since I've had the chicken no, they, curry. No, they do. That's why yeah. Um, yeah, that's why I liked it when we went there. It mm, was like butter beans and time. chicken curry. Friggin' awesome. Delicious. Um, okay, are you guys sad that the PSP is being sent off to die alone? Um, I'm, Paul, we're I'm not for crisis <laughs> I mean, different though, because I think you can play PSP games on the Vita. Like, not physical, obviously, but I think you can. But you won't buy. be able to buy them. Will you not be, can you not play PSP games on the Vita? Not the physical. Oh. Uh, like, digitally. Could I yeah, not play you, Crisis Core on my Vita? Well, okay. Well, Crisis Core never came out digitally, so no. Um, <gasps> did it not come out digitally? No. There's a lot of games on PSP wow. that did not come out digitally. It was like that transitional phase, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um yeah, I actually don't know if the if the PSP classics that are listed on the Vita store will still remain there. Um that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. But I, you I know, mean, I I kind of yeah. understand why they've done it because like the Vita was very much a you know, every game you can buy is sort of on on the online store. The PSP was super not that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I I've, do I have my Vita or do you have my Vita? Have my PSP. Store. So, oh well, it I've got it in the wild somewhere, and I'm never got, getting it back. I've only got I've got the games that matter. I've got Crisis Core, and I think I've got the God of Wars, which to me were real good. I PSP took that games. PSP with me to the last E3 I went to, and instead mm-hmm. of playing Switch, I played Crisis Core. Mm-hmm. It's a good, really time. good. So <laughs> you can you can you've got a PSP that has been touched by New York and LA Air. Oh my, <laughs> Corona. <sanitizing>. Yeah, Corona. <laughs> Um, any thoughts on the Mortal Kombat 2021 movies with no spoilers? I haven't. Uh, I've not it seen yet. it. Yeah, I want to watch it this weekend though. Oh, you're gonna watch? Nice. Um, I've I've known some people have watched it and they liked it. Mm. So I've seen I, I've seen I, mixed things about it. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I I think if you go in knowing that it's a Mortal Kombat movie, mm. like I don't think you'll be too disappointed. Mm. Like I can't imagine you being too disappointed. Um, I'm keen to watch it. I mean, that's sort of like the mindset I, uh, mindset I went in with um, Kong vs. Godzilla, or Godzilla vs. Kong. Like, I was like, yeah. I want to sit down for two hours and just watch CGI <laughs> monsters <laughs> punch each other. Just in the fight face. each other, yeah. Uh, and even it's then, like the f- humans got involved way too much for my liking. <laughs> um, so, you know, with Mortal Kombat, I just want to see fucking gratuitous violence for like two hours and then yeah, not think about the story too much. So, yeah. That's it, yeah. Um, and I think that is, oh wait, here's one more, sorry. Why, why are people possessive on franchises they don't own and have no control over? Example, Sony with The Last of Us. Wouldn't it be better for the company to learn from their mistake based on public reaction, even though it could mean a major loss of some kind? I'm um, not entirely sure of the question. You don't understand the question? Mm. 
So who, who's I, being possessive? I, I don't Sony know if you're fans? talking about fans or the studios or both. I, I think maybe both. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, I, guess, I, I guess if it's from a fan perspective, why are people so possessive? Because that makes the most sense. Like, mm. why are people so irritated? Like, when The Last of Us 2 was announced, you had people being like, fuck yeah, and other people going, we definitely don't need a sequel. Yeah. You know, people have opinions. It's the internet. Um, Can't believe this. And that's just the way it is, and it will never change. Um, people have emotional attachments to things they really like and feel some sort of ownership over that. Um, mm. Yeah. Sony will do what they want. Sony Sony have the power to do what they want. Like, uh, I'm in that boat of, do we need a Last of Us remake? Oh, no. no. I, we def- I don't think we, we don't. We definitely don't, but... but one will happen, but, and will I yeah. play it? Yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. but would my life be different if one didn't exist? No, no, probably not. Mm. Yeah. Okay, let's move over to Instagram, where we have some questions from Cello, who says, "You guys switch <sighs> the bodies." F one like- coward <laughs> in the flesh. <laughs> wow. Hang on. I think yeah. Here's here's an F one F one question. I don't give my F one predictions because Sandy will just copy my choices to get three out of three for once. He never. <laughs> you can't say things like that and then <laughs> pretend that you always get them right. Fuck. My God. You guys Crust switch bodies. <laughs> <laughs> you guys switch bodies like in the movies. What's the first thing you do? <laughs> I can tell you. I I'll would shave my hair. <laughs> That is such a dick thing to do. <laughs> you like switch for a day, I wake up next, I go, whoa, what Bald. happened to my hair? <laughs> so I would I love say, to see what you look like bald. I'm like oh, so no. super curious. I, I don't think we need to see that. We can, we can, we can all die. There must be a filter that, that can, that can get around. <laughs> and, and, oh, there was, there was a, a TikTok filter going around where I don't think it made you bald, but it definitely removed the beard on your face. So there, oh. there was a trend of, like girlfriends or wives, like calling their husbands over and like just pointing the camera at them. And it's usually like a person with like a huge beard and it's just gone. See, I need the filter that does the opposite. (laughs) I mean, you get And then superimposes it on me in real life. (laughs) I was going to say that if I I were you for a day, I would climb into the time machine that you have that lets you get so much shit done. Like, I mean, I'd love to know. (laughs) I would love to know too. If you find it, let me know. uh, (laughs) I think there's a difference between like taking actual ownership of like one's body and just witnessing what they go through in a day. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to know. Like, I don't want to do your job for a day because I think it would be so stressful. Um, <laughs> copywriting for that brands bad. that are like not always you know, like that you don't have a huge investment in sounds so hard yeah. to me. Um, but I so. mean, I only write for Xbox, and you're invested in Xbox, so that's fair. You, you get that's you fair. get the brand. Before, I mean, I mean the if the Xbox it was for the tele uh, novella, yeah, would be like, then oh then God. it's a different story. When you have to write thought leadership pieces for a mining company, you go, oh God, mm. I don't need this in my mm-hmm. life. Thought leadership pieces for an IT company that wants to stress the importance of like protecting your data and all. What is it the is it the GDPR in Europe? The oh god, like, the internet thing. Oh god! Mm-hmm. When you have to write articles and that, yeah, then don't envy me. No, okay. I do not envy you at all. At all. <laughs> My god. Uh, what if you were a hot dog and you got hungry? Would you eat yourself? 
No. <laughs> I'd go I'd go get food. Like, Only wow. So okay, wait. If I was a hot dog like the Fortnite hot dog, <laughs> it would be very hard to eat myself because then I'd Okay, so put it this way. If I was a cannibal, would you would I eat myself? No, because that means no. ripping flesh off You'll myself die. and eating oh, it. I want to do that. Like so if I'm a hot dog, that's the same thing. Like I still have to hurt myself to eat myself. That said, give me good enough mustard. I'll make an attempt. (laughs) Well, interesting you say that because Shiloh says the mustard stream is Sandy eating many different mustards on stream and realizing English mustard is bae. Oh, no. Fuck off. No ways. (laughs) It's not. It's really not. It's so so gross. It's got so much horseradish in it. It's so gross. I bought German mustard the other day because German mustard is my favorite, okay? And Mm -hmm. it's like yellow and it's... You know, it's a bit sweet, it's a bit tangy. And I don't know if they changed the recipe or not, but it's got horseradish in it and I wanted to th- yeet it into the sun. It's wow. so shit. You need I a hate lot of energy with to every fiber of my being. <laughs> can, can I just stress that <clears throat> never before a show do I even read these questions to Sandy. Like it's just, hey, here's the questions, let's do them love. It's like Cello knew you would, you would, he asked the hot dog question and he knew you would go to mustard. It's like, by the way, this is what the mustard stream is. Is this how predictable I am now? You're so predictable. <laughs> okay. Do you even two... like mustard? You're wearing a mustard hoodie. I, I do like mustard. Mm-hmm. Do you have any? Yes. I don't, can't say I have a preference. Although I did. Hmm. Dijon I have, mustard. Pretty I good. have a memory of going to a breakfast with Lenskin, one of her good friends. And I ordered, I think it was at Vuvuzela. I ordered a, I think it was like a, chicken burger or something i was just like oh i have a chicken burger but this thing was drenched in mustard but like i don't know what mustard it was but i was like oh this is like not my favorite thing english mustard. <laughs> right now fucking i bet you i bet you a thousand rand it was english mustard because that shit it ruins a meal it's like coriander it's fucking garbage I hate oh my it. god yeah coriander we can all agree on is actual garbage jesus um okay let's let's do this one quickly when are we go, doing an among us checkpoint chat live stream to test out the new map Ooh, mm. it's not a bad idea mm. i mean if you ever map. play it with your your friends again i know you guys got into it if you ever stream it i'll be there to join that sounds like a good time let's do it let's do it sometime what, what's the new map is it the airship or i think something? it's the airship yeah i'm keen new map i'm really bad okay. at the game but i'm keen me too i'm <laughs> the worst liar except when it comes to lens because sometimes uh, we've had instances where Are you I saying lie you, to you lie to Lenska a lot? And she's like, no, just in Among Us, because I'm actually a very okay. bad liar, IRL. <laughs> but when it comes, because I know it's a game, I'm like, yes, I'll take this seriously. There have been times she's believed me and I've backstabbed her. She's like, but you told me that. I was like, <laughs> she's too trusting. <laughs> but in <laughs> real life, play. if you like, if she's like, did you eat the leftover pizza? And you're like, no. She's like, no, you did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> And last question, Luigi or Toad, who would be the better wingman? Mm. Fuck. See, now, I, mm. I'm biased because Luigi is the best Mario bro and I'd love to hang out with him. Yeah, I think he, he could be quite a good wingman. Toad, Toad, like... Toad is weird, man. <laughs> it's just... Could you imagine trying to get go to a bar and like being like, Toad, go, start, go strap a, a strike up a conversation with that girl for me. And you just see this like <laughs> tiny little amorphous blob <laughs> mushroom with this screechy high-pitched voice. You're getting no He walks over, you guys. 
Hey. Hi. <laughs> no. I'm not going to do it, but no. have you met Alessandro? <laughs> have, have you met Alessandro? No. Fuck no. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Luigi would just go, ha ha. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Luigi's dope. He's got the moustache, so immediately really mm-hmm. cool. He's tall. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, mm-hmm. He's scared of a lot of things, though, so would he be very shy? He would be very shy. So I suppose this is the point of the question. Toad is probably, as far as uh, shrooms go, very confident person from what I can tell from Mario. As far as shrooms go, the, yes. the man, the man will explore planets. You know, we know <laughs> Captain Toad. He goes off exploring. Not scared. Not shy. Not shy. Luigi, on the other hand, very. I mean, he's got to live up to to Mario's. You know. You see, that's the problem. How many times would Luigi go up to Wingman for you? And they'd be like, oh, is your brother here? And you'd just be like, fuck. <laughs> you know? Whereas he a toad, people like, don't oh, hey, know him. They just, hey, you're the, you're the brother that Mario got. Exactly. How's he doing? And Luigi's like, huh? Luigi <laughs> then just takes out a knife and is just like, I'm ready. <laughs> Wait, whereas a toad, people don't know toad. So they more just like shell-shocked that this mushroom is talking to them. So maybe it's a good icebreaker. Talk, yeah. I don't know. But also Toad's uh, voice is so annoying. Uh, God. Yeah, Toad's very annoying. I'm going to stick with Luigi. That's okay. fine. I'll take Luigi I mean, as my wingman. I'll, I'll, I'll take Toad. Someone needs to love him. <laughs> also, someone needs to teach him how to wear headphones. Where are his ears? No one knows. No one knows. How does he hear? No one knows. No one knows. He's a mushroom. He's a shroom. And, it's you know, like if he fails, then the I'll time. just chop him up and put him in my next bolognese. <gasps> it's fun. In a, in a little pasta. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Fettuccine al Toad. <laughs> can't believe this. <laughs> Nintendo's gonna take this channel down. Like if, if you make if you make pasta like a mushroom sauce pasta with toad, is it vegetarian or not? It's cannibalism. Well, it's only cannibalism if I'm a mushroom. <laughs> I mean, toad toad's got a. He just wears a mushroom hat. Doesn't mean is he's, he not an actual mushroom? He, I don't know. Did you it's know that goombas con- aren't mushrooms? Goombas? Yeah. I did not think they were mushrooms. Oh, I thought a lot of people thought they were <laughs> mushrooms. They're apparently chestnuts. What? I did not know that. Okay. Chestnuts, very good. Explains why Mario hits him with his fireball ability because roasted chestnuts are oh. real good. I would smash some roasted chestnuts right now. Mm-hmm. Real good. Mm-hmm. Real good Portuguese thing. Oh, it really is. I, I have memories of walking around Porto. And just, just on the side of the road, it. there's always some random person just roasting some chestnuts. And you, you can go, smell it from some. a mile away. It smells delicious. Mm. Yeah. It's really weird, though, because when you roast them, they're real soft inside. It's like, yeah. it's almost like a very creamy nut. It's very strange, but really delicious. Yeah. It's a good time. But yeah, that's all the questions. Uh, if you want to send us questions about chestnuts and the, uh, and the ethics around eating toad, toad, you, know? um, you mm-hmm. can. Email us, checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on all our social channels, Checkpoint Chat, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. Um, all the places. All the places. But yeah, that's been uh, episode 142 of Checkpoint Chat. Uh, well done. Yeah, as always, thank you so much for hanging out, for listening, for mm-hmm. sending your questions, um, even if they trash Formula One predictions. Um, oh, Wow. Uh, we appreciate you. We love you. And um, like and subscribe on any platforms that you use. We appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, hopefully next week we can sort out this video. So we're not <laughs> both looking. Yeah, exactly. I want to <laughs> be you. looking at Matthew, not away from watching him. watching you. 
Look, I'm going to play a game of Alessandro now. <laughs> Goodbye. I hate everything. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.